Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, my man, Mike O'Corn. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Howard. How are you? I can't how are compl- you doing, pal? I can't complain. Nobody cares. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, right? <laughs> An old Jersey City guy, you probably just sat up in your chair watching St. Peter's play in the tournament, huh? I did, Howard. Uh, actually, I, I, I kind of go back to St. Peter's. Not far from where I grew up. I had my brother went there, Ron. Had a, a cousin go there and who used to take me to games in the old Jersey City Armory back uh, years, years ago in the late 60s, early 70s. So uh, it was one of my favorite teams growing up. And to have North Carolina play them to go to the Final Four was, was something I never thought would happen. They captured the imagination of everybody. Uh, they, they, they were the darling. Everybody was wondering, you know, how far could they go and how far they went was astounding. First time a 15 seed ever got to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I mean, think about Howard. You know, your 15 seed plays Kentucky, who many picked to go to the Final Four if not win the championship. And okay, that's a fluke. Uh, you beat Kentucky, Kentucky had a bad night. But Murray State had lost uh, a game since November or early December. They beat them pretty handily. And you think with the size of Purdue, um, you know, the, the, the run has come to an end. They just outplayed Purdue. Uh, they outscrapped them. They outshot them. They just out simply outplayed them. And now you got to stop believing. And as a North Carolina fan, as you know, I'm thinking, could, could St. Peter's really beat Carolina? <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I thought since they got, Carolina got off to that great start in that game and, and St. Peter's missed some shots they were making through the tournament, and, and uh, the Tar Heels got a nice cushion. It, you know, they, they took that game pretty easily. But going in, I, I don't think anybody thought St. Peter's, you know, was going to get beat by a lot or even lose the game. Well, going, back, going back to your days at, at um, Hudson Catholic, was it? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and there was a, a mutual friend of ours, Jim Spinaco, was your teammate. As a matter of fact, in talking to Jim, he said, you and, and Jim used to play each other when you were like, Really young kids, even before you went to high school. Yeah, that's correct. We were in grade school. Jim went to St. Aloysius. I went to St. Joseph's. And uh, we played against each other then and, and, and continued. Then we went to high school together. Had some really, really good teams. And then Jim goes to Duke. I go to North Carolina. We play against, again against each other. So <laughs> we're lucky we're still friends now with all that. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it's the, I think that it's the biggest rivalry in sports. I mean... I'll take Ohio State-Michigan in football and put it up against it, maybe. But in basketball, I don't think there's a rivalry that's bigger than Duke-North Carolina. And just add to it, you play twice each year, Howard. And, you know, it's about an eight- or nine-mile uh, uh, track to go to Duke or come to UNC. And the proximity of the schools makes it even, you know, the, the rivalry even fiercer. And, and, uh, and 
it's funny during the summer back in our days when Jim and I were at Carolina and when I was at Carolina, Jim was at Duke. We would play against each other in the summer sometimes and pick up. So, uh, you know, guys knew each other and you know, how it is, you, you, you want to beat them and they want to beat you. And, and I agree with you, Howard, that it's the most, uh, storied rivalry in college basketball. And, and, uh, now after all that being nine miles away, playing in the same conference, never played in the NCAA tournament. That, that is just incredible to me. Taking a bite of the Big Apple with Mike O'Corn, who played his college ball at North Carolina. The thing that's astounding, look, if St. Peter's was the darling of the tournament, Mike Krzyzewski has been the biggest story uh, of, the, of the NCAA tournament. I mean, the, the, the Cinderella story would be if he were to win a national championship in his final year. Uh, and I know you're a Carolina guy, but that would be a huge story. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as soon as Coach K said, you know, before the season uh, that he was going to retire after all these years at Duke and what they've won and what he's accomplished there. I mean, you know, it's a year about him. And uh, something similar, Howard, back when I was a freshman in college, uh, Al McGuire, uh, famed coach and became a great broadcaster later on, had announced his retirement from Marquette prior to 1977. And they wound up winning the national championship against a good North Carolina team <laughs> that I was on. So uh, I kind of know, have a little experience about that. Al broke down in tears after that game, and, and uh, I'm sure it was something that, that he and, and his family and Marquette never forgot about. It would be the same with Coach K if he could pull this off over the weekend. It's a, it's a dream final floor because all four schools have won national championships in the past. Uh, I, I guess Kansas has probably has won the most recently. Yeah, well, Kansas and, and Villanova. I know Villanova's been, I mean, they've been incredible. Jay Wright has done a great job there. They had a fortunate injury to a top player, uh, you know, the last game. So that could affect them. And, and, and uh, uh, that game will be great. You know, it gets no publicity because of the fact that UNC's playing Duke. But, but Villanova, Kansas, I mean, don't. <laughs> those, those two teams are remarkable. I mean, I think they could beat some pro teams, those guys. And the thing is, UNC plays Duke, and whoever wins that's going to be emotionally drained just because of all the hype and arrival and all this other stuff. So be careful on that Monday night game that Villanova or Kansas doesn't come, come away with the championship. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Villanova lost Justin Moore with a torn Achilles, and their depth was questionable before his injury. So that, that presents a problem for Villanova because they have a short bench. They certainly do. And the thing with Villanova, Howard, you know this as well as anybody. You've been around the game so long. Um, they don't beat themselves. They, they they make it hard for you to score. They're good defenders. They help. They're always, you know, you know, you know, know where the ball is. And they hardly turn it over. And they make you work when they have when they have the ball. And, and, and that's an NCAA tournament dream. If you cannot turn it over and get good quality shots on the other end. And that's how Jay Wright does it Villanova. And that's why they're always in it somehow. Uh, North Carolina, Duke. North Carolina, if I said that this was a, as important a matchup in the paint with, uh, and, and correct me about his pronunciation, Backett? Baycott, yeah. Baycott and Mark Williams. Baycott, yeah. And Mark Williams, that would be a hell of a matchup in the paint. Yeah, it's been. It's, you know, they've played a lot, you know, and, and both guys are tremendous. I mean, their size, they, they got some quickness. They know what to do around the paint. They're very comfortable around the rim. And, and in a way, uh, you know, everyone kind of gets the edge on that matchup that, you know, you, you might want to favor that team. 
although there's so many other things that could go, go on in the game. I mean, both teams are stacked. Um, and the thing is, both teams, Howard, are playing probably their best basketball of the season. Um, so to me, a game like that comes down to if, if the shots are falling that were falling, like St. Peter's didn't shoot that well against Carolina the other day. If a, if a team gets hot, like Kaleeb Love did against UCLA, then, you know, that could be lights out. If Duke gets going, the Boncara kid, if he, he's, he's probably the best player in the tournament. Um, if he gets going, I mean, he, he could ride Duke to the championship. Um, the, the Carolina center Bassett, uh, he's a liability in terms of free throw shooting. He's, he's missed a number of yes. them, and, and you wonder down the stretch if that becomes uh, the decision that Duke makes. Let's foul this guy. Let's put him on the line because his shooting percentage is probably, what, 60%? Yeah, it's it's down, um, and and the thing is, he's been on the line a lot in key situations. He's made a couple, but he's missed a lot too. Um, but if it comes to that, that would be the guy you want to foul because pretty much everybody else on the Carolina team is a quality free throw shooter, especially the, those two guards, Love and, and R.J. Davis. You put them at the line at the end of the game. I mean, it's it's money. Davis went twelve for twelve at at Cameron the last game of the season, and Coach Case finale finale there. So. Uh, Everyone pretty much shoots the free throws pretty well for Carolina, except for, for Baycott. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me in the history of this rivalry, this is the first time they're meeting in the Final Four. It's incredible. I mean, think about all the times they've played. We've played them. I mean, one Howard, we played them four times, Duke, when I was at Carolina in 1979. I'm going back now in my scrapbook, right? And it was 2-2. Two, two. Now, check this out. This, this is probably the closest we've ever came to playing Duke in the tournament. It was it was, it was called Black Sunday in the ACC. Carolina is ranked around three or four. Duke is like one or two. I mean, that's how good they were. And it was, we meet in the Big Four tournament. We meet twice in the regular season, and we meet in the ACC tournament. And if we win and Duke wins, which we favored heavily, and they were too, we would have played them back in 79, and both teams lost. <laughs> <laughs> So that was that. We we split two two. There was no rubber match. And now go fast forward to twenty twenty two, and and here we go at UNC Duke in the NCAA tournament at the Final Four. How good is that? The only better thing would be if it was the final game, Howard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is the two hundred and fifty eighth meeting between these two schools. I don't have the record. Do you? Uh, I don't, but I know we have more wins than them. <laughs> even if you didn't, even if you didn't, you would say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never let a little truth get in the way of a good story, right? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. No, I, I don't know the, the the rundown, but I was listening to, I was reading about this this JJ Reddick saying that Carolina fans are, I don't know, uh, uh, jealous of Duke. I don't know what he was saying. And then the Carolina response was, "We have more Final Fours. We have more victories in the head-to-head matchup. We have more national championships." We have more of this, we have more of that. So, and then top it off, we have the goat. So, <laughs> we have Jordan. So we're, we're not jealous of anybody. Tell, uh, trust me. <laughs> oh, you played for the great Dean Smith, uh, and now here's one of Dean's disciples coaching North Carolina, Hubert Davis. Were you surprised that he got the head job? No, I wasn't. Howard, he, he was he was on the bench with Roy for, for like twelve years. Um, he worked at ESPN. He, you know, you, you learn a lot when you do broadcasting, and, and, and I know that. Uh, working with you and, and along the line down many many years ago, um, no, I'm not surprised at all. And, and Roy knew it. If Roy didn't support him, he might not get the job. And Roy knew how good Uber could be, 
And look what he's done. I mean, th- there was some rough games. You know, early in the season, lost big to Kentucky and Purdue. Lost at home to Pittsburgh. I mean, lost to Wake Forest by a lot. And Duke goes in and Chapel Hill, which is which is major, and really blows out outdoors off. Uh, you know, the first time the two teams met this season. So Hubert learned from it, and he has a passion for the game. And he's shown it. And these kids play for him, Howard. That's the key sign. These kids go out there. They'll do anything for Hubert Davis. That's how much they care for him, and that's how much they love him. That's how much they want to play for him. So I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, Not at all. Dean Smith, you know, obviously is an iconic coach. I I remind myself my first job in broadcasting was doing Princeton football and basketball. And Princeton's basketball was coached by the great Pete Carrill. Uh, and right. I, I remember, I want to say it was 1971, 72, around in there. Carolina came into Princeton, and Carolina had Bobby McAdoo, as, as, and, and Bobby Jones was on that team. George Carl was on that team. They came into Jadwin Jim, and Princeton beat him by 14. And after the game was over, Dean Smith said, that is the best coach team I have ever gone up against in my life. In his yeah. life, and I remember that because the the tie between Carrill and that game and the program, and then Carrill used to talk about a guy you're familiar with, Eddie Jordan, when he was at Rutgers. He hated Eddie Jordan because Eddie Jordan would always find a way to beat him. Yeah, <laughs> on their way, Eddie's team, Rutgers back, uh, helped me out. I think seventy seventy six. Yes, were undefeated going into the final four. Yep. Um, and, and and Eddie and I are very close friends, as you know, Howard. And Eddie learned the Princeton offense from Coach Carrill. And really, wherever Eddie was, and I remember we were assistants with Byron Scott with the Nets, and Eddie ran it through Byron, and Byron loved it. And we wound up going to two NCAA, NBA finals running the Princeton offense. It's a, it's a thing of beauty, as we would say. Well, uh, I still maintain contact with Coach Carrill, who's now 92 years old, and oh, I, I, call him, I call him a couple of times a month, and um, he's still as feisty as he's ever been. But <laughs> don't, he's, don't try to outshoot him, Howard. He's still got a good shot. <laughs> hey, hey let, let me tell you something. You, you laugh about that, uh, but at, at a, a shoot-around one morning when Princeton uh, had a guy named Brian Taylor, who you might remember, Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Taylor was the star of the Princeton team, and uh, they were playing up at Harvard. And the day, the morning of the game, they had a shoot-around, and I went to all the shoot-arounds. And Kirill challenged Taylor to a free-throw shooting contest. <laughs> so he gave Taylor the—he said, you go first. And Brian made 8 out of 10. Kirill goes up there. Now, you got the—Kirill you, you, always had his hair was all disheveled. And, yeah. and his pants were always wrinkled, and he always had the cigar sticking out of his mouth. And yes. he, he gets to the foul line. Mike, he makes the first eight in a row. And, <laughs> I'm not surprised. And he I'm looks over at Taylor, and he goes, you want me to make this or what? And Taylor says, you can't make it, Coach. He makes the ninth in a row. He says, you want to keep talking? He makes the tenth in a row. <laughs> If he let him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he, one of the most memorable characters I've ever been around in my life is Pete Carrill, and I'm I'm delighted at the fact that I Absolutely. I still I still talk to him even now. Uh, and I said to him, I said, "Do you remember, you know, some of the games that you've won, like the '74 NIT 
when they beat teams that were ranked and, and they won the thing, uh, beating teams that were, as Carrillo used to say, the teams in that tournament were spent more money on their press guide than I spent on recruiting. <laughs> How believable is that? No, it's the oh, truth. Uh, what a class. Well, uh, I mean, look, best, Mike, when it, you come, you, your career, you know, starting at North Carolina, then going to Philadelphia when you were drafted, if I'm not mistaken, were you drafted just ahead of Mike Jaminski? Yes, with the Nets, not Philadelphia, with the Nets. Oh, know, right, so. right, right. Yeah, yeah, me and Mike, uh, we were just talking the other day, uh, you know, about our games and the rivalry we had back when he was at Duke and I was at Carolina, and then we became teammates with the Nets and have remained friends ever since. Um, that's what basketball does, Howard. You know how it is. It's, it, you make some good relationships and friendships, and, and you carry it on. You know, like these kids, both at Duke and Carolina, they'll remember, they'll have, they'll remember the, you, you, these teammates when they get our age. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's, sports is the best. It's, it's, it's just incredible. It's Vill- incredible. Villanova plays Kansas, and Jay Wright now has been at Nova since 2001. I'm surprised he's still there, to be honest with you, because I know a lot of schools have come after him. Even some NBA teams have come after him. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Um, I, I wouldn't know any specifics, but I'm sure with the success that Jay has had over the years that not only college programs, I'm sure, but I'm sure the NBA has knocked on his door a lot. And uh, he's, he's staying with Villanova, and he's had great success. And, he might be the best coach in college basketball right now, Howard. Really? I mean, he's done some remarkable things at that school. Wow. That's quite a statement. I mean, we all remember Villanova in 1985 when Roley Massimino and that crowd uh, pulled off one of the great miracles in the history of the NCAA tournament. That might be, Howard, when Villanova with Roley Massimino, when he beat John Thompson's Georgetown team, that might be the biggest upset in, in college basketball history. It took Villanova to shoot over 80% from the floor to win that game by a, a couple points. I mean, just think about how hard that is to shoot against a Patrick Ewing-led defense. <laughs> I mean, it was tough with, with, with Pat back there, I mean, to make anything, and, and Villanova wasn't winning that game. That, that was one of the more shockers that I've ever witnessed. Well, where would, you sure. put, where would you put the 83 North Carolina State with Jimmy Valvano over Houston? Yeah, that's that's right up there. I mean, uh, you know, the, the thing about that NC State team, they were at, they lost, they had games in the NCAA tournament that year that they were they were done, and somehow the other team missed free throws and and they made shots and came back. They should have been out of the tournament in round one or two, and they kept getting by and getting by, and all of a sudden they make another great upset in NCAA history. I would put the, the Villanova ahead of that game, but that's a close second or third right there. Jersey City's Michael Korn been around the, the, the game of basketball for a long time. Let's talk about Bill Self, uh, who has won a championship in 2008. He's been at Kansas since 2003. Uh, this is an interesting matchup. Uh, who do you like in this game, Villanova, Kansas? I, I, I like Kansas. Um, I, I, I did like Villanova. I think the injury hurts them. And you said before, you know, Villanova plays a, a limited amount of guys. And with their injury to a top player, that's going to hurt them. And uh, Kansas is, is as good as any team in, in the country. And I think Kansas gets that. And obviously, uh, the talent that, that surrounds Kansas, they've been up, you know, for a lot of years. It could be their year, Howard. It, it could very well be their year. All right, now the, the tough question. Duke, North Carolina, who do you like? Oh, I go with my heart. 
and 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 I, I'm saying Carolina's on a roll. Um, I, I love what they've done in the tournament. Um, they know how to beat Duke. You know, you don't go to Cameron in a, in a game like that and, and beat them without knowing you can win. Um, I, I think Carolina gets Duke by a few, and I think it's a Duke. Can- I'm sorry, UNC Kansas game, and 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 right now I get Kansas the favorite just for, for two things. They're a better team, all around team than UNC, and the fact that. Carolina beats Duke. The emotions will, 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 you know, just be a little bit too much for him. So I would pick Kansas to win the tournament. I, uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I had your pal Spinarkel on yesterday, and, and he picked Duke to beat North Carolina, and he picked no Duke. No surprise. To, he, no surprise. He, no, right, right. I understand that. And then he picks Duke to beat Kansas in the final. I said, are you, are you telling the with your heart or your head? He goes. Yeah. He says, I'm a sentimentalist. He's rooting for Coach K, obviously. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Look, Mike Krzyzewski's done a lot for college basketball, there's no doubt, uh, and there are a lot of people rooting for him. Uh, you know, I don't know. Look, college basketball is always is always the inexact science. I think in the NBA you can kind of determine the way things are going to go. You In college basketball, the surprise is normal. Yeah. Well, you know we always say, Howard, the pros in the best seven-game uh, seven game series, the best team's going to win. No team that's inferior is going to lose four it might happen once in a blue moon but the, the, the team you have to be a team four out of seven the best team wins in my book but in, in, in the NCAA tournament I mean look at St. Peter's I mean I mean if they play Kentucky again or Purdue again I don't know how many times they beat them <laughs> you know uh, I think those teams will win a seven game series against St. Peter's so but anything can happen you know your shots that that have fallen don't fall you turn it over a little too much I mean, you can't make up that one game if you're not playing well. So, uh, again, anything can happen. I I just think momentum's on UNC's favor right now, and uh, it won't be easy. I mean, and again, I'll be a realist. I wouldn't be surprised if Duke beat Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I'm going to go with the Tar Heels. All right, go back to St. Peter's just for a bit before I let you go. Uh, Shaheen Holloway is leaving St. Peter's to go to Seton Hall, so he's staying in New Jersey uh, succeeding Kevin Willard, who left Seton Hall to go to Maryland. You know how long I know Kevin Willard? I know Kevin Willard since he's 15 years old. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Well, well, his father was a great coach. Well, his, uh, yeah, Ralph, uh, he, um, when I lived in East Northport, Long Island, Kevin Willard lived in the same community. And so we used to cross paths because Kevin's mom was a soccer coach on a travel wow. team uh, that I was coaching a travel team against Kevin's mom. <laughs> she, used to, she, she, she used to beat me with like, like a drum. <laughs> uh, well, you got to work on your soccer skills, pal. Come on. No, it's not mine. I was just coaching. My, my kids were good. They had a bad coach. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, right. my man, it's great talking to you. I remember a day that I spent, my wife and I spent with you and your family on the driveway having a barbecue. Yes, we've, we've done that often. All are welcome, Howard. <laughs> All are welcome. How's Phyllis, by the way, if I'm allowed to say that? Of course you're allowed to say it. She's still the boss in my house, you know. Uh, well, that, okay, that's fine. No, we, we, we could live with that. No, actually, we live that. we're living through our uh, grand. We're living through our grandchildren. That's what it's all about. You got, you got that right. You got that right. Mike, you stay well, safe. Regards to Angela, and uh, and have a great day. All right, sounds good, Howard. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye-bye now. You Bye-bye. got it. He's Michael Korn, longtime friend. I started broadcasting 
New Jersey Nets games. Mike was my partner. Jim Spinarco was my partner. I had great talking to those two guys. Uh, outstanding performance on the court and certainly uh, delivered a lot behind the microphone. My feeling about this Final Four, I think that uh, emotions may get people carried away, but I think North Carolina is going to beat Duke, and I think Kansas is going to beat Villanova, and I think that I agree with Mike. I think Kansas is going to wind up beating North Carolina for the title on Monday night. It's just a prediction. Doesn't carry a whole lot of weight in my mind. Just the way I feel. Okay, it's it's going to be an interesting, interesting final four. Hope we had a great time taking a bite of the Big Apple with Barbara Barker of Newsday on the Brooklyn Nets and Michael Korn, a local product from Jersey City who's got quite a long line of accomplishments as a player, as a coach, and as a broadcaster. Hope you enjoyed it as I have. And you stay safe.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.